Hello and welcome to season three of the Campus Podcast, where we explore what it looks like to enter into a new kind of kingdom. Expect interviews, devotionals and a highlight from our new kind of kingdom sessions. Listen in as I get a chance to sit down and chat with Nathan Sterling, formerly the bassist for the band Rivers and Robots and a part of Set Sail Ministries. We talk all things worship, on stage and beyond. Enjoy. Hello, you alright? Hey Nathan, man, how you doing? I'm good, man. I've got my um, coronavirus haircut. Yeah, that's why I'm wearing a hat. Don't yeah, worry I was going to say, what, what are you hiding under there? <laughs> nah, we're not, we're not going to show it on the live today. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah, how you doing, man? I'm good. I've just been hanging out with a friend, so it's a pretty chilled afternoon, really. That's nice. Yeah, after, after a full year as well, it must be nice, man. Yeah, it's been good. We just went and got coffee and a little walk, so yeah. Oh, that's nice, that's <laughs> nice. Glad you're making most of it. Um, yeah, man. I guess for the people on the chat who are jumping in then, if you'd like to just introduce yourself, let us know a bit about you, kind of what you've been doing for the past few years and, and just where you're at now. Yeah. Yes, I'm Nathan Sterling. Um, sorry, I'm a bit moody here, aren't I? Um, so I'm the best uh, nice player from Rivers and Robots. We just um, have just gone on hiatus the last couple of months. Um, but for the last like sort of 10 years, I've been playing bass for Rivers and Robots helping out with the tour management and just growing the band and seeing it go across the world. So it's been fun. And then I, I helped found um, an organization called Set Sail, which was all about trying to raise up other musicians and artists to like take this call of like being missionaries um, and using their gifts to make Jesus known. Um, so that's kind of like what I've been doing for the last 10 years, really. Yeah. That's amazing, man. I'm sure loads of people will know you from... Um... Both of those as well from Rivers and Robots and from Yeah, Sense. it's been a fun but journey. I guess I guess I'd love to kind of start just taking it uh, kind of right back to the beginning. What uh, what was the first thing that kind of made you really aware of worship? or wanted to step into worship or like where did that heart for uh, worship even come from? Yeah, sure. Um, gosh, um, so I guess my first uh, experience with worship, I I always found worship music really annoying. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Um, Feel free. Like, I just found it really boring um, in terms of like the style. Uh, I could never really connect with it. I was more of like a, I was into all like the kind of hardcore music and like kind of alternative music. Um, I guess the first worship album I really got into was um, Matt Redman released an album called Face Down. And it was actually the musicality of it that got me into worship. And then as I started like listening to it, um, I was like, oh, wait a minute. There's a bit more going on here than just the style. Like this is about hosting the presence of God. And like um, there's this whole other side to worship. Um, so I guess that kind of led me to like um, getting, in, getting more worship albums, spending time just um in the presence of God um, and that kind of stuff and having like secret place times with the Lord and, and that kind of thing. So I, I kind of, yeah, yeah. I think it was that kind of deeper level of what worship is about that really drew me in. Um, and it's about getting to know God really and the revelation of who he is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing, man. I love uh, later on to get into a bit of the secret place stuff, but yeah. I'd love to get your kind of thoughts as well. And um, why do you think that, that, sometimes when we kind of go towards worship or when we think about worship we do think of those maybe you know a basic four chord progression five chord progression um, yeah 
why do you think we associate that more with worship than maybe a more creative thing? And, and why do you think it's so important that we maybe open ourselves up to a more creative style of worship or more um, accessible for different people? Sure. So I guess, I guess a lot of our understanding of worship has just come from what we do on a Sunday in church. Um, so we have like these services where we gather together and we sing songs. Um, and I guess that style of music on a Sunday morning has to be quite accessible for different age groups. Um, and like it needs to be singable and stuff. But I feel like the danger with what we've done with worship is we've just limited it to what happens on a Sunday. Um, and like, I guess what we were doing with Rivers and Robots um, was much more trying to explore what does worship look like outside of the Sunday worship context? Like, um, what does it look like to worship God if you're a creative songwriter? Or um, what does it look like to worship God if you're playing in a bar with non-Christians there? Um, what does what does worship look like when you're driving your kids to work in the morning? Um, like, and I I think we've taken this amazing thing of worship and really limited it to just oh it's just two hours on a Sunday, but um, there's so so much we can explore in terms of like styles, in terms of genres, in terms of like places where worship happens. Um, I I, I could jump in a little deeper. There's an amazing um, passage in the Bible where we see um, this woman, um, Mary Magdalene, and uh, Jesus was at a Pharisee's house. Um, and like the Pharisees are very religious people. Yeah, and yeah. It's quite a hostile environment for someone like Mary Magdalene to just walk into a Pharisee's house. She'd been a prostitute. She, people knew who she was. She had a reputation. And she just walks straight into that context with um, an alabaster jar and smashes it at the feet of Jesus. And to me, that's such a picture of like, what does worship look like in a different environment? <laughs> you know, we're not talking about the temple where worship was happening. She's in this Pharisee's house. They don't want her to be there. And she brings her alabaster jar and smashes it at the feet of Jesus. And um and the the amazing thing about that is it was incredibly visible. Like um, everyone saw her, like um, they all had opinions about her and all of that kind of stuff. But she brought this amazing act of worship <laughs> in a place where she well, wasn't really welcome, you know. Mm. And, and to me, it's like a Christian artist, as someone who's been traveling and stuff, it's like, well, what are those arenas? that are uncomfortable to lead worship in? What are those like spaces where it's like, oh, um, that's not the norm. Like, so maybe it's like bars and clubs. Maybe it's um, spaces outside of Sunday morning. And I, I would love to see more like artists and musicians like digging into what does it look like to worship Jesus in visible places, in places where people will have opinions um, and that kind of thing. So that's, largely what we would explore in rivers and robots for the last 10 years yeah. i suppose yeah that's amazing man i just love even that yeah. concept of um of being visible of worship being visible and, and part of yeah. what we've been journeying through at campus awakening especially as well is how kind of like, how can we take everything that we learn on the in a sunday that we have in our private devotion and bring that yeah. into different areas of culture of society um especially for you as well of, of the different areas of creative industry where we look to the world, maybe, and say the, the, the quote-unquote world or secular world 
is like so yeah. forward with everything that they do creatively. And sometimes yeah. people look at ourselves in the church and feel like where, like where do where do we fit? Kind of where's our place? But um, yeah, I, on that, I'd love to know what has that journey been like, kind of in secular environments or when you've stepped out. How has that looked like for you guys? How's it looked like for you personally? Um, yeah. Have you had any kind of challenges or any like real breakthroughs or kind of testimonies from that? Yeah, there's been loads, loads of breakthroughs. Um, I can share some stories. Like, um, I guess one of the ones we I used to host these worship events called Gather, which was um, taking worship into mainstream club venues in Manchester. So we'd do these monthly nights, and we'd get a hundred people together. Some of those people would be Christians. Some of them wouldn't wouldn't have been in church ever. Um, and I remember we'd have like loads of people just turning up at the back of the event. They've never been in a church before, never experienced the presence of God before. And they're sat there with, um, yeah, Jesse here used to be part of the gather team there. And um, they'd come with like, they all have like tingling spines and stuff. They'd be encountering God and they wouldn't know what, what was going on. And I remember there was one night, um, this guy turned up from the middle of nowhere. Like he just felt, like something pulled him to the to the venue space. He didn't know anything was going on. He was in his flat and he said he felt like something drew him to the to the space. So he left his flat, came out, and it turns out this guy was like addicted to cocaine. Um, wow. He was quite high flying businessman, struggling with depression, struggling with anxiety and stuff. And because we were there in this club venue <laughs> doing worship, we were we were there for him. And then uh, we were able to like pray with him. We were able to like lead him through, like he was like crying his eyes out and um, we were able to like minister to him, bring healing to him and that kind of thing. And then connect him into like a church where he could get discipled and stuff. And I feel like there's so many spaces just sort of like in, in our worship that we're not really digging into. There's loads of opportunities there, but it's going to take a bit of boldness and a bit of pioneering to say, hey, worship doesn't have to just be this two hours on a Sunday. It can be in a club venue. It can be in different spaces. And there's something missional about that. And it's it's quite exciting, really. Yeah, and we'd have like loads of stories like that. That's just the one that came to my mind at the moment. But, yeah. Honestly, that's that's amazing. I guess that's yeah. a Jesus call as well as to be out amongst the people, to be in the people. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like that guy chances are you'll never never walk in a church like i mean in the uk like there's not many people in our age group who are going to church at the moment like so so the the answer on our part then is like well how do we take god to them how do we like bridge that gap you know and like sometimes it'll look like putting on a worship night in a club venue and like actually the the response was amazing from most most people like i don't think we actually came up against much opposition um and it was really fruitful, yeah. So that's amazing, man. I guess, I guess yeah. on that, then, if we've got any people that are in the chat now or watching this that are kind of on that kind of beginning of that journey, maybe want to step out and and try something or do something. And um, what advice would you have uh, for those people that are just kind of at the start of that journey? Yeah, I would say like um, one of the things is just try and get like good people around you. Like um, I think the first person I spoke to about all of these ideas that we had was my pastor just said hey i'd appreciate your prayers you know my pastor was like in his 80s um but like obviously he's got some experience probably not doing what we're doing um but he has some experience in like oh i tried this and it didn't work or whatever and then i think i think you've got to be willing as well to uh 
make mistakes as well like that's totally like par for the course like try something maybe it won't work out and like nobody's nobody's died if it if it hasn't worked out you know what i mean yeah, take yeah. a risk every now and again put yourself out there um and yeah and just pray and ask god to just use what you're bringing you know yeah that's amazing that's really good advice um, I'd love to kind of dip in as well because in the article you talk so eloquently about kind of the secret place and what that means and kind of how everything that we do on the outside and you even alluded to it earlier as well that kind of starts from a real heart of worship in the secret place and that's where you kind of found this um, vision to go out and do that I wonder like what um, I guess we're kind of all in a, in a pandemic now as well and on our way out of that what has the secret place kind of meant to you during this time? Yeah um so in the article, if you if you've not read it, I talked about a little quote. I'm trying to find it. <laughs> I wrote it down somewhere. Uh, Oswald Chambers is like this old like author. I think he's English, and he said uh, the most important aspect of Christianity is not the work we do, but the relationship we maintain. And actually, that like Christianity is about the relationship we have with God. Like, and I I feel like we are like so often searching for our calling or we're searching for uh oh what can i do and stuff um but really i think the primary calling of like a follower of jesus is to have a relationship with him um and actually like if we if we get that then it doesn't really matter what we end up doing in terms of like practical stuff um there's so many cool people joining this chat by the way i want to say hello to all of them um it doesn't really matter like what you're doing like if you if you got that primary call them right of like i'm known by god like i have a relationship with jesus like um just being loved by the father and all of that kind of stuff um then it doesn't really matter like you could be a musician so you're like okay well i'm in a i'm in a club venue playing music tonight um how do i share the love of jesus with this person here like or i'm backstage and there's like basically if you're if you're in a touring band you notice one thing there'd be homeless people at every single show in the evening when you're packing up the van wow. like it's like that's just totally a thing city centers like 11 o'clock at night you will you will see a homeless person and like, they'll talk to you it's like how do i share the love of jesus with that person right now i'm not on a stage like um and it just becomes like this natural like outflow like you you've just been in the secret place with God and, and you naturally just want to share his love with other people, whether you're a mum or a, um, a doctor or whatever you're doing. Like, I think that was kind of what I was trying to get at. Mm. This is like get that primary call in nailed, like um, it's the relationship we have with him first. And then like everything else becomes a natural outflow. Yeah. That's amazing, man. And uh, as you said, there's some amazing people in the chat. And if anyone wants to ask any questions or anyone got anything yeah. they want to, out in the chat just um yeah feel free and um, we've got someone tuning in from uh, south africa as well hello jedediah um, yes um yeah i guess i'd also love to like think about so for some of the people that we had a few people as i kind of putting out stories and um, just put out kind of little polls and stuff but just saying that you know maybe some people i find it difficult to connect in their secret place or, or even find their secret place connect to god um have you got any kind of tips or any kind of thing yeah. that you can go to when when you're feeling a little bit like that as well oh gosh yeah i have this thing um i have friends who are like gym buffs you know like the ones who just like you're probably a gym buff right maybe you are <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> you're not 
Okay. No, I'll, I'll maybe next year. And they're like doing the weights on there and they're like, number 25, number, I, I flipping hate the gym. And like, people are always like, no pain, no gain. Yeah. And I'm just like, no pain. Like, I'll just have no, <laughs> no pain. pain, no pain. That sounds great. Don't care about the gains. Um, so like the idea of like me, like come into the secret place and approaching it like the gym just mm. sounds horrific. Like, you know, oh, I'm going to like read my Bible and I'm not going to eat breakfast until I've read my Bible. It, it, that doesn't work for me. So like, <laughs> maybe it's just the way I'm wired, but I'm always like, I love sitting down and having coffee with people. Like I love eating cake. I love reading a book, like that kind of thing. I love spending time with people. Um, so when I approach my quiet times with God, I really approach it like that. So I get a really good coffee and I, I have my Bible there um, and I'll be like, okay, I'm here to meet a person mm. and he's called Jesus. Like, what does he want to say to me today? And I approach it much more like that, much more relationally. And like when you're spending time with, with people, like one of the worst things I've found is like if you're spending time with someone and they need to be off doing something in 20 minutes or whatever. So they're like, you like talking to them, but they're not really there. Mm. Like they're, you know, and you kind of like, dude, we, we might as well not have hung out. You know, if you, if you're that busy, you know, you want to have someone that you can be present with. Mm. And I find like, like with Jesus, like when I'm having my quiet times, I like to try and find space where I'm not in a rush. Um, to like get on to the next thing. So usually like 8.30 in the morning is probably not a good time for me to have a quiet time with Jesus because my mind is just on other things. Um, so I just like to find time where I can just have a good coffee, open the Bible and just interact with God and just enjoy him. Um, in During coronavirus, I found it a little bit harder because mm. like, I feel like everything that we're doing is inside buildings at the moment, especially if you're in the UK. So I've just been going on like walks in the park, um, just going out, <laughs> just looking at some trees, looking at some ducks and just speaking to the Lord, putting on some worship tunes, you know. Um, but I, I, think, I think that's really important um, that like we're here to meet a person. We're here to get to know a person. It's about a relationship, you know. Yeah. I don't that's know. If that... No, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think it's kind of... Um it's quite profound actually because I think that's probably one of the biggest barriers is that people are like, oh I'd rather be off meeting a person or doing those things yeah I'm not thinking in my quiet time I'm actually meeting that person and, and Jesus is yeah. actually going to say something back to me and I guess it's that as well it's that expectation of receiving that sometimes yeah. we don't always have when we when we you know we treat it like the gym sometimes and I know people love yeah. that analogy of that spiritual gains but I I love what you said about how yeah. it should be a lot more enjoyable than that and I feel like I feel like people beat themselves up a lot as well. They're all like, "Oh, I, I need to be reading my Bible more. I need to be praying more." And I I just like feel like just saying to them, "Just chill out. Like, <laughs> like you've you've devoted your life to Jesus. Like you you're going on a journey there. Um, chill out. Like enjoy it. Like um, don't beat yourself up so much. Just spend time with Jesus. Try and enjoy it. Like." <laughs> And just growing it, like, um, it's not a competition. Like, it's not how many Bible verses going to read today or whatever. It's just like, spend time with Jesus, get to know him, spend time in the Bible, like, just enjoy it. You get to do it. You don't have to do it, you know? Yeah. Honestly, that's, a, that's amazing, man. Um, I guess as well, I, I'd love to chat a little bit just about kind of journeying into something new. I know you're kind of stepping into something new and kind of looking at what's next. 
and kind yeah. of what we're what we're doing this year and what volume three was all about is is our final year students and as they're looking to graduate and it's been a bit of a crazy year for kind of everybody in the world and i feel like we're just all kind of collectively coming to a bit of a exhale and a, maybe a bit of a step into what's next um, and yeah. get any advice or or maybe how you approach kind of step into something new um sometimes when there's a bit of uncertainty or a bit of doubt or a bit of fear kind of what are your um what's your experience kind of you know just in the mindset in your relationship with god like how do you step into something new yeah so <laughs> i'm on a, i'm on a big journey with this i'm not quite there yet um but like obviously rivers and robots has been probably the most exciting thing in my life for a long time and it's been really dear to my heart like um i'm like the whole thing actually started when i was like 12 years old and a guy prophesied i'd play music all over the world wow um so to see all of that happen and then to then turn around and say goodbye to all of that has been wow. has been quite the journey um and I, I connected with that guy again and like um i was on the phone with him a couple of weeks ago and i'm like maybe he'll share a word from the lord and tell me what i'm supposed to do next um but he said to me one thing he said um like in a transition he said um fast and he said don't fast to get clarity fast to get hungry and i was like oh whoa <laughs> bang and i was like Dude, okay um and i think there's something about um in a transition season to just not be focusing on the clarity of like what you want to do next like i mean it's good to know sometimes god will tell you that but like what's more important is is going back to what i said before it's that maintaining that relationship with jesus being the main thing it's like okay like something might have finished something might be disappointing um something might be confusing mm. but first and foremost do you like a child of god um so like the, the main thing is really just to be in that secret place with him just have that connection with God, fall in love with him again, let your heart come alive again. Um, and then just see where it goes. And I've been, I've been thinking a lot about um, like Moses. Moses is on the, um, the mountain in the wilderness and the glory of the Lord appeared, appeared as a cloud on top of Mount Sinai. And uh, there's this amazing bit. I don't know, somewhere in Exodus. <laughs> Google it. Um, and it said that Moses, uh, the people stood at a distance, but Moses stepped into the cloud, into the dark cloud where God was. And uh, I was just thinking about this thing of the glory of God and like, um, like you see this picture, of the glory is like a cloud, you know, and if you, if you would like to step into a cloud, um, you won't be able to see around you. You won't be able to, it'll be a bit disorientating. You won't see full clarity of like where you're going next and stuff. It's very like, but the, the key thing is to just be in the presence of God, just be where he is, you know, um, just pursue intimacy with him rather than what he's calling you into next. Um, and I feel like you get that hunger thing right, you get that intimacy with God right, then the next steps when they open up, you'll be ready for it, you know? Um, so I just encourage people. I mean, that's basically what the whole article is about anyway. It's just about cultivate that personal time with the Lord, like um, focus more on being with him than what you can do for him. Like, mm. and then uh, the, he'll open the doors when it's time. Like, um, but it is challenging. 
it's not easy yeah. when, it, when it's all confusing and yeah honestly that's amazing that's even just that idea of stepping into the dark cloud that's just really sports yeah. to me now. um really sports to me how how you can i think a lot of times people um assume that when they step closer into intimacy with god that things become clearer and like yeah. it's interesting to think there might be a, a kind of a season where i'm stepping closer to god and nothing's clearer but the only thing that's different is i'm, is I'm closer like I'm, there's a trust there there's an intimacy yeah. there and that once the cloud does clear there's going to be something that's like on the other side that i would never have had otherwise i think that's really profound actually yeah there's another another thing that the, i felt the lord was speaking to me as well was about um the tide um i'm quite into pictures and stuff i'm quite artistic <laughs> yeah i like this, I like this um, a lot, man. but i don't know if you've ever been to the seaside when the tide is out yeah. and like um all you see is like just seaweed and like mushy sand and stuff um and i feel like for a lot of like ministries and stuff like um we want to keep doing what we were doing but the tides changed mm. so you can be doing your ministry but you're basically a little fish just like flopping on the water struggling to survive like um and it's like sometimes i feel like the lord is just calling us to just come away with him just be where he is and maybe we're not in the public place right now maybe we're in the secret place no one can see where we are um but I feel like it's those who come away with the Lord in the secret place. When he, when his timing is right and the tide's coming back in, you'll be one of the ones riding the wave, you know. Um, I think it's just knowing what season you're in and just knowing like what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Cool. That's, that's, that's powerful, man. <laughs> I know. These are, this is it. And it's hard for me. It's like, bam, like, yeah, my whole yeah. ministry stopped. <laughs> Man, uh, oh my gosh, that's really speaking to me as well, actually. Um, yeah. But I, I think that's exactly what uh, you've just been trying to say, is that it's only in the secret place, it's only when you cultivate, like, cultivate those moments that you get those words from God. And I think, um, and I guess maybe, I know I've spoken to a lot of people who just kind of struggle to get pictures or struggle to get words or struggle to get spoken yeah. to. What you said just about having that conversation about, you know, being comfortable in that space about uh, opening, mm. you know, something to enjoy and allowing those things to come and then in that moment it might not be clear but like you're saying you're getting words that are speaking to me yeah. and i'm sure they're speaking to people that are watching yeah. this as well and that's the encouraging thing about just getting around other people as well in similar situations because like you're not the only one so like if you're not if you're struggling to hear from god maybe someone else has heard something from the lord that will encourage you you know and um, that's always important yeah i love that man i love that um i guess we've only got um We've only got a few minutes left, but I'd love to just kind of get kind of any, have you got any kind of last thoughts or any, anything that's coming to mind? And also just looking um, back kind of over, over the decade as well, if you were to give some advice to kind of your younger self, you know, 20, 21, embarking out on that journey, and um, what would be some uh, advice that you'd give? And then um, anything else that you'd like to share as well? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm not sure. I think I think one of the things just be just enjoy enjoy what you're doing. Like um, like don't take yourself too seriously. Um, I think I think that's one piece of advice. And I think the other thing is to just be aware that like if you're in your twenties or whatever, like you don't have to have your life sorted out straight away. Like um, like you can change. You can do different things as you get through your twenties. You know, I'm 32 now um don't really know what i'm doing next 
but it's it's totally cool man like and just 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 give yourself some grace to like explore things like and like i think the other thing is is like we we often like try and avoid making mistakes or like we try and wrap ourselves up in cotton wool if it's the will of the lord i'll do it you know um just just give yourself grace like try things like maybe it won't work out like it's not the end of the world like you know you're not going to destroy your life at the age of 21 if you've like stepped out i feel like god's told me to do this and it doesn't work out it's a learning point isn't it and you just you move forwards um yeah i just encourage people just just step out like obviously be wise about it but like you have time to try things out and make mistakes or whatever yeah I don't know if that's good advice. Maybe that's bad advice. <laughs> no, I think mean, that's really good advice. So show don't be reckless. <laughs> yeah, don't be reckless. Uh, no, I think that's amazing, though. Is there anything else kind of that's just been pressing on if that God's saying? And if not, I'd love for you to pray and confirm. And, and, you know, I don't want this to be the last time we have conversations like this. It's actually been amazing and really insightful. And, and yeah. hopefully we could do, you know, something more and more things like this. But I'd love yeah. to get you just to, like, There was, uh, one, there was one other thing. So, so we met in uh, Romania, right? Yeah, I remember the place. <laughs> so I, well. I had this. Um, yeah. I had this crazy invite. Like, Karim was like leading some missions teams or whatever, and I, I got this wild invite to play bass for Jesus Culture. I'm like, yeah, okay, we're gonna do that. That'd be fun. Um, and I remember we we were going out to this like village in in uh, Europe. It's a very like destitute village. Like they were living in basically garden sheds and uh, we were going to go out and share the gospel with them and pray for people um and i i remember just being sat there thinking this is really risky and they they told us don't take your phones don't take your wallet don't take any money like we're going to to minister to them and to bring like spiritual like stuff to them we don't want to be giving them material stuff we want to be like introducing them to jesus and stuff and uh, I remember just being sat there thinking, this is crazy. Like you read these stories in the Bible of people getting healed and stuff. And I'm sat there thinking, I'm just Nathan Sterling right now. And we're going to go to some crazy village. And one of the things one of the pastors said was, it's Christ in you. Um, and like, um, I think that's really key as well, that like we're not doing things in our own strength, but like we have the Holy Spirit living inside us. Um, and we can go in boldly and we can we can speak to people we can share um life to people we can pray for them and uh we saw quite a few people get healed and and quite a few amazing things just from about an hour of just going around this village um i think a blind girl got healed like wow. people with like stomach issues got healed and all sorts of things and like it's that thing of like like there's nothing in in us that can make those things happen. It's only the Lord. It's only the Holy Spirit, you know. Um, so just being aware that like, um, like, yeah, like it, it isn't all down to you. Like God's with you, like he'll empower you and all that kind of stuff. And it's Christ in you that is actually going to produce the fruit. Um, and I, re I remember them talking about that and that's just stuck with me really the whole time. Yeah. Mm. That's amazing, man. That was an it amazing was cool, trip. wasn't it? Yeah, me. that was an amazing trip for me. And even, even as you mentioned there, um, I can just attest to that because I know you said I, I was like leading a group, but I was the same thing where I was like, who am I? Like, I'm, I'm, not, not, I'm not qualified to lead these people. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think like one thing I would say is in those moments, 
I feel like it's in those moments when we are really desperate and kind of aware of our uh, shortcomings, our inexperience. Um, it's in those moments that we actually rely on God. And I've, I've been saying to my one of my housemates really recently, I've been really connecting with um, the story of Gideon. And like I feel like I just relate to him. Just being afraid in the wine press. Like I spent most of my life afraid in the wine press. But it's like, it's in those moments when you're kind of aware of how little I've got, that you rely on God and then you see his yeah. strength through you see and him really move it's so cool and like i think i think the girl that did pray for the blind person who started seeing again she was nine years old <laughs> i i was like what? like a nine-year-old just prayed for a blind person they got their sight back like it was wild um and it was all it's all jesus wasn't it it's nothing to do with us so i guess like in terms of like that's maybe another thing in your 20s if you're feeling a bit out of your depth that's like a good place to be because then you're dependent on God, you know. Um, yeah, so maybe that's some last thoughts. I don't know. <laughs> Man, this this has been amazing. Cool. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, it's been amazing. That's all I can say. Um, Sweet. I'd love, I'd love, yeah, I'd love. Uh, and yeah, we have to do this again. We have to do something like this again because there's been so cool, much wisdom, so much wisdom all crammed into this half hour. Um, but I'd love for you to kind of pray and to uh, like solidify some of these things. And yeah, then, I'd love to. Yeah, that would be amazing, Nathan. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, Jesus, we just thank you that uh, we get to know you. We thank you that you've opened the way for us to have a relationship with you. And that, uh, and that you, you don't really care so much about the powerful, amazing things we do. You just, you, you want to know us and you, you love us. and. Um, yeah, just thank you, God, that we are able to be sons and daughters first and uh, that our identity is found in, in that, in that you've adopted us and called us your own. And I just pray, Lord, help us to keep our faith simple. Help us to uh, not be chasing platforms and big things, but just chasing your heart and just um, pursuing intimacy with you. And uh Lord, I thank you that uh, wherever we are, we carry your presence and whatever we're doing, we carry your presence. Uh, so I just ask God, would you give us boldness when we get opportunities? Like maybe there's a homeless person we can talk to. Maybe there's uh, someone who just needs to encounter your love. Um, just give us boldness to step out and trust that you're filling us and that uh, it's, it's by your strength that, that stuff happens. Um, yeah, and I just pray you'd help us to uh, enjoy you. Pray that you help us to just enjoy your presence and enjoy being a Christian. Uh, that it's not all hard work and chores, that, but like we get to just enjoy your presence and, and share your love with other people. So yeah, um, amen. <laughs> amen. Honestly, man, it's been so good. Um, just before we go, for all you guys watching, remember we've got Campus Volume 3 out. Loads of amazing articles like Nathan was sharing and, and from other people as well and from other students as well and from different leaders who love that. And we've got some exciting stuff coming up for all of our final years at Campus Awakening. So um, keep a lookout for that. But it's been amazing. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you all for tuning in from all around the world. It's been so lovely. Thank you, Nathan, yeah. for See you sharing soon, so eloquently, so beautifully, and so profoundly. So, oh, thank you. <laughs> Take care. I'll, I'll see you soon. Peace. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to check out our Instagram at Campus UK for more content. See you soon.